Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Alex Caldero, 13 years of volunteer and career experience, a relief driver on sea shift with the town of Winterville Fire Rescue on the eastern side of North Carolina, an active out-of-state backstep firefighter with the Kentland Volunteer Fire Department for the past four years. Alex has nothing but love for the fire service and isn't afraid to let anyone know about it. To Alex, it doesn't matter if he's riding on the engine, the rescue, or ladder. Whatever's going to take him to a fire, he's all about it and knows we are here for one thing and one thing only, the citizens we serve. With that, I present Mr. Alex Caldero. What's up, everyone? My name is Alex Caldero. Um, I am 28 years old. I live in uh, Winterville, North Carolina. Um, I joined the Volunteer Fire Service when I uh, was 16. Um, I had some friends in the local area that honestly were on the fire department, some buddies that were older than me, um, and uh, they were all in it. And, you know, they were all kind of like, hey, man, come see what it's all about. So, you know, like many of us, when I stepped foot in the doors, that was it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, so joined as a volunteer fireman, um, did that for a few years. I uh, went through a fire academy, um, joined the Marine Corps. And then, uh, later, I guess later in life, 23, 24, I got hired on with the town of Winterville, uh, full-time. Uh, so I've been there five years now. Um, so beginning most volunteer and then now, I've been able to uh, be fortunate enough to be career now and uh, for the town of Winterville. But that's really the the gist of the story of how I got in. Um, it just took one foot in the door. And, <laughs> and that was it. That's it. <laughs> okay. This is All what right. I'm going to do forever, you know? All right. Uh, do you have any, any current or past family members that have been in the fire service, or are you the first? Um, uh, my grandfather, my, my family's from Jersey. Uh, North Jersey, and uh, my grandfather was fireman up there for a little bit uh, of time in his lo local area as a volunteer, but uh, nothing that was like passed down generation, you know, like I'm a second, third generation fireman, um, kind of skipped my father, um, and I've got my brother-in-law is a fireman, uh, like near Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. okay. Um, but other than that, it's really about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so you live in Winterville, which is on the eastern eastern North Carolina side. That's right. So, um, my question to you is, how did the whole Kentland thing come about? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're in the fire service, you know about that agency, you know about that department, you know about the county. But how did you? Because you live in North Carolina, so how did you decide? You know what? I'm a full send it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna join, and I'm gonna continue doing your volunteer shifts as you currently do now. Yeah, man. Um, so we had a guy on our department here in Winterville. Um, his name's Shaggy. He he went up in 2010, maybe. Uh, went up there 
live in the whole nine um, and then came home. Um, he's on Winterville as well. Um, and then I'd say in like 2018, we had another guy um, a few years younger than me that was on Winterville that moved up, uh, moved into Kent land and got on. So I had went on a road trip, a buddy of mine, uh, I was in the Marine Corps with lives in PA mm-hmm. and I'd went and seen him. Uh, this was 2019. Uh, I went and visited him and on the way back, I was like, uh, the, the one guy that had left here and moved in up there. Um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go stop in and see him, you know, see what the hype's about. You hear, you know, you see the videos, you hear mm-hmm. about the department, yada, yada, yada. Everybody, you know, the same time for everybody. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go see him, check it out, whatever. I'm on my way back. So, um, pull up to the place and, uh, I get there. He wasn't there. And, uh, the guys were like, Hey, we're going to do some training. Like, let's ride. <laughs> I, was like, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know these guys. I mean, I just right. pulled up. I'm right. a random dude. I was like, all right. You know? And I was like, I need to lock my doors on the truck. <laughs> They're like, yeah, go lock the door. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is an interesting place. You know? So I hop on with them and we went out for about three hours. Danny B, I'm going to tell you, I learned more, and this isn't to go against anybody who was in my life prior to this in the fire service, but I learned more in that three hours I was out riding with these guys than I had in my entire career in the fire service up to that point. And uh, I said, I knew that that was it for me. Um, That was my my turning point um, for why am I going to join this department. Um, So... After that, I did a few ride-alongs. Um, I was like, I got to get back up here, see a little more of the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a few ride-alongs and uh, got in the process to join. And I, I mean, I knew right then when I went, that, like I said, that first time that this was it. But I uh, went through the process and I never looked back, to be honest with you, man. Okay. So. Okay. Um, and for I mean, only if you're allowed to, to, to describe it, but for those thinking about doing uh, – I believe it's called an out-of-town membership. What is the process? So, man, the uh, it's it's one of the most unique organizations I've ever been a part of. Um, I, I, you know, first off, by saying if it wasn't for that place and the guys that are there, I, I mean, I, I'm still a steward of the craft at a very young age, right now where I am. Um, however, I wouldn't be a morsel of the fireman I am today if it wasn't for that place. Um, the amount of knowledge, experience, the experience that you get there is unrenounced anywhere, personally, I feel. But um, the knowledge that you gain as well is is insane. Um, but all that being said, people want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a typical, you know, you don't typically fully staff three rigs at a volunteer firehouse on a Tuesday afternoon, right. you know, um, right. people want to be there. So how it works is the way it was basically explained to me was, uh, come around, don't be a shit bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, y- if you want to be here, you're going to be a part of this place. And that's honestly how it operates. Um, I am out of state 
Um, it's not your typical volunteer firehouse where people live around the fire station and respond to the firehouse. Uh, you don't want to live in our first do. <laughs> uh, it's a little rough as well as most of all the first dues right there in our area of PG. Um, but yeah, so most everyone travels in. Uh, some guys live semi-locally, you know, like DC area. But other than that, like a lot of guys travel in. So um, it's really just come around um, for for that an out-of-stater. Okay. Uh, like, you know, I try not to let two months go by without me going up there, even for a couple of days. You know, show my face, hey, I want to be a part of the organization, you know. Okay. So um, that's really like it as being like I live in North Carolina. So being out of state, it's I just go up as much as possible. You know? Okay. Okay. And so when you decide you go up, do you uh, do you call in to, to an officer there and go, hey, put me down for this day from this time to this time or you just show up? You can do both. Uh, some guys just show up that are like local. You know, they're just just like popping into the firehouse. If there's an open seat, they hop on. Um now we are the only volunteer firehouse in the world, I'd say, that has been fully staffed for 28, 29 years. Um, we've never gone out of service. So um, they do pride, we do pride ourselves in keeping the rig staff. So we do have um, guys that are in charge of ensuring that there's always people there. Uh, we kind of have like an app that you can get in, log your time, your hours, when you're going to come. Um, like I'm heading up on Wednesday and I like, logged in on there and said, I'll be there this date to this date, basically just so they can have a heads up and keep control of who's going to be there and like ensure their staff. That's mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of how we do it. Okay. And typically when you go up, how long, how long do you go up for? Oh, um, well, I'm, I'm unique, I guess, to this situation. So um, they, <laughs> they call it like I go on my Kentland deployment. Uh, we're like, <laughs> I'm in the Kentland reserves. Okay. <laughs> like one week in a month, you know, but, uh, so I, man, since I joined when, when I got on, um, I, that first year when I was on probation, I pumped as much possible time into Kentland as possible. So I was going up like seven or eight days a month. Um, I mean, I was just like pumping time into the place cause I wanted to get as much as I could out of it and get off probation. Um, so after I'd say like my first two years, I was up there for about a week a month. Um, we do a 2472 schedule at my full time. So I just took one day off and I go to work. As soon as I get off work, I drive straight up. It's about four and a half hours. And I'd be there for seven days and then I'd come back straight back to work. Okay. So okay. Um, I slow down a little bit now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just life, you know, getting older. And mm -hmm. uh, I'd say... I mean, I'm about to go up for two weeks, but uh, I haven't been up in two months, though. So um, I, I just view it as, you know, if you're a part of an organization, you want to be there. You want to be there. So I haven't been there in two months. So I took two shifts off and I'm going to go devote some time to Kellen, you know. OK. OK. So, so you being a member there, you can, def you can definitely testify to this. And me being I've been up there several times. And so. I can see what the culture is like, but how does the culture there also help you with your experience at Winterville being a fireman? Like, because right. they hold traditions up there very 
they take it very seriously. They take training seriously. They take running calls seriously. So, you know, in a day and age where some people, even if you're a career fireman, you might not take the job the same way as these guys do, but the what they instill in you there, how does that help with where you're at today? <laughs> so uh, with age comes maturity uh, and wisdom, um, right? We all know this. Uh, when I joined, uh, I became a member there in, uh, January of 2020, I believe. So I just, I'm just hitting my four year mark. Um, prior to that, um, so people understand the dynamic of where I work and up there, Winterville is, or Pitt County, the county I'm in is Pitt County. Um, we are semi-built up. Uh, we do have some rural areas in the county, but uh, it is pretty built up where I am. We butt right up to the city um, of Greenville. And so we are pretty populated in our area. However, uh, <laughs> as much as I love the area and love a lot of the people, we are a very kindergarten level fire service around here. So um, there's not a super high call volume and even when you do have the calls, it's uh, everybody just show up. We figure it out. Um, now for somebody like you and I, <laughs> it's playtime, you know, like we get to show up and go do what we want to do, you know? Okay. Um, okay. And we can go have some fun. However, the fire service is very minimal on like, I feel like the knowledge level and like, there's no predetermined assignments, blah, 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 blah here. Um, and that's the fire service I'm used to. So going up there, um was different <laughs> okay. to say the least right okay. um most volunteer firehouses around here average 300 calls a year okay um at where i work career we average about at where i'm at we're about 1500 a year um and they're running five six thousand runs a year so that that was a big culture shock that um, the type of uh, runs that were going on was extremely different than here. Obviously, with that amount of calls, it's more medicals, but you're going to go to more fires, more cut jobs. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just the ratio is higher because you're going to so many more. Mm -hmm. um, and when I first went up there, you know, ate up, you know, brother Ben Wilson says ate up. I, I was ate up with it. I'm not kidding, man. And, um, I mean, it's like a kid in a candy shop. It was, it was like what I always dreamed of the fire service. Um, and I like, for the first time in my life, I felt fulfilled as a fireman, um, uh, being up there, the guys that I was around, the knowledge of people that you're around. Um, it, I was listening to one of the, your, your podcasts, honestly, this morning, uh, the guy from Hollywood, um, oh, uh, Tyler. and, and, you know, like he was saying, it, it, we're comprised of firemen from D.C., Baltimore City, FDNY. I mean, like those are the caliber of guys you're around. Mm -hmm. um, and so like being around those guys and running fires and going to fire, like it, it, it's insane to me teaching a guy something like right now, I'll be going up next week and I can teach a new kid like something on the front apron, like throwing a ladder. And then 30 minutes later, we're doing it at a box, you know, like with fire blowing out a window. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, so it's a very unique place. Um, very high speed. Everyone there is wants to be there and is into the job. You know, like we talk about fire, we're about it guys. You know, it's like, it, 
to me, it just and I I understand that they have bullshit and problems like anywhere else. Right. I get. It. However, for the most part, it, it was just like hook, line, and sinker on them. So for my first year and a half, two years there, honestly, like when I came home, I was a little disgruntled because um, okay. like I'd come back here and it's a whole different world. I, I mean, right. it's not the same fire service. Um, and I would come back home and I would, you know, like, oh, why isn't, you know, why isn't it like that? Why isn't it like that? Why, why right. you know? Why, why, why can't people here be, be like up there? And it, it, you know, um, it took a little time and like, honestly talking to people, like calling you or talking to somebody or like doing stuff like this for, um, reaching out for mentorship of, you know, like where I felt my morale was low every time I came back home, um, for guys to be like, Hey, that's there. This is here. If you're choosing to have a career here, you need to understand this is here and that's there. I got you. So take what you're learning and put it in the toolbox for when you come here and be able to use it effectively in this area. Um, and know that Winterville will never be Kentland. Um, and that's okay. And it took me just kind of realizing that. Mm -hmm. um, and ever since then, um, it's, it's been way better. You know, like I enjoy going up there, but I also enjoy coming back home and being able to deliver services in my area too. Um, but like you were saying earlier, being able to take knowledge and things that I learned from up there and, and honestly experiences, it's, you're not just learning stuff through training. It's like on the job learning. And actually going experience. to the Right. That's right. Um, and being able to bring it back here and put it in, in, in training or, talk to guys about it or just have for my mental toolbox. Um, you know, that's, that's the comparison of the two. That's, that's kind of it, you know, okay. um, for carrying stuff from up there down here. Okay. All right. And for those that don't know, can you tell us about Winterville, like the size, uh, your, 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 uh, your amount of personnel on your apparatus, things of that nature. Okay. Um, so Winterville, uh, again, this is an extremely unique place. Uh, I think a lot of places, you know, a lot of people in the fire service say that their area is very unique. Um, we are a town department, so we cover the city limits. Um, about 13, 14 years ago, there was a town and a rural department. Um, they split. So it used to be one department. The, the square miles was like 36 square miles a district. Um Politics get involved. I don't like them. They don't like me. The town and the rural department split. It was like a divorce. <laughs> okay. And the town became the town department. Rural became the rural department. Um, the town covers about five square miles. Um, we are populated one inch to the other. Uh, pretty much every square inch of our district is uh, has a house on it or a business. Um, and most of the rural is rural. Um, and so that's when the town department, I guess, was started and the rural started. Um, now you're going to have to, I'm, I'm like a golden retriever in okay. my brain. Okay. You're going to have to keep me on track sometimes. Okay. If anyone's listening that knows me knows that my brain's like squirrel sometimes. Um, so, okay. The dynamics of, of, uh, Winterville. So, um, we did the volunteer thing for a while and we were able to get the safer grant uh, five years ago. 
and to go full-time. Um, we've had part-timers for forever uh, that covered daytime part-timers. And then we went to 24 hour part-timer, um, but it was just one guy in a rig. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we got, we ended up getting the safer grant five years ago. We went career. Um, so we hired 12 full-time um, and basically like a number two man and a secretary. Um, so literally overnight, and, and I have, I've been a volunteer there my whole time, you know? So it's like, um, oh, literally overnight, we went from like volunteer firehouse to career firehouse. Okay. Crazy dynamic there. Um, like I said, we had four shifts, um, with the safer grant, they made us maintain the part-time staffing. So we hired three full-timers and then there was to be a full, a part-timer there for 24 hours a day as well. So we do staff the rig with four. Um, that is, that's where we keep it. Um, obviously, like anywhere else, sometimes we will drop below that based on whatever, but we try to always uh, staff with four. Um, so we got an officer, a driver, and a backstep on each shift, four shifts. Um, I'm currently on C shift. Um, we staff a rescue engine. Um, we call it a squad. Uh, I know a squad in different parts of the country mm-hmm. can be different. Um, mm-hmm. We It's a rescue engine for us, um, but we do call it squad company. Um, and that's what we staff every day. We do jump if we if we need to. We have a tower, a heavy rescue, and, a, and a, just a straight engine. Um, depending on where we're going, if the city of Greenville needs the tower, sometimes we'll take that. They can request that sometimes um, and different things. But uh, that that's kind of like the dynamic of, of our department, how we got started, how we got there today. We're still working out a lot of kinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started a fire department. Okay. <laughs> so okay. it's, uh, we, it, it's been very interesting and unique. Um, I, I got hired as a backstep um, at Winterville. Uh, and my driver uh, left and went to the city of Raleigh uh, about a year and a half ago. At the time, I was relief driver, so I bumped up uh, when he left, and I've been driving for the last year and a half, waiting for promotions to come out. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, they like me and accept me in, but uh, we'll see what happens there. But we just we basically backstep, backfill the backstep on my shift with two part timers every day. Gotcha, gotcha. So okay, that's really uh, about it. One station. One station. One station. Okay. Um, one station. What what are you getting on a uh, on a box if a if, if a residential structure fire box comes out? Are you yep. getting mutual aid or? So we do do mutual aid, um, and that's that's another crazy thing, you know, because like coming from here to the, to up north, um, man, it's different fire service. Um, you know, up there you're dropping forty firemen on a initial box. Here, it could be three people. Um, we've been, we've been to a fire before on my shift and it was literally my officer, myself and sorry, I got a cop or something driving by. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was, uh, myself, my officer and, uh, the guy around the bar on the back step with us. It was the three of us. That was it. That was it. That's it. Work and fire. Work and fire. I think we each went through like five cylinders. Um, 
I mean, we would literally go in, do everything we can. I'd set the line down. We would come out. Somebody would put it on. We'd interchange each other's cylinders. We'd go right back in, go back to work. When that one wow. ran out, we'd come back out again. We'd fill And I mean, it's it, this area. So when they dropped the box in uh, Pitt County, um, they dispatch in the outside of the city of Greenville. Um, even though we're a career department, we're still kind of intertwined in this volunteer life. Okay. So in the county, they dispatch th- uh, three departments or four, depending on where you are. Okay. Um, three or four departments um, they dispatch. So there's no unit dispatch, no AVL. It's just like we're station 15. They're mm-hmm. going dis- to dispatch 15, 42, 41. Gotcha. And then it's like I said, it's whoever shows up gets in a fire truck you know, responds from the house, gets in a fire truck, drives out to the run, you know, the call. Um, you don't know who's going to show up. There could be 10, there could be one. You have no idea. Uh-huh. Um, so it, and all the more so of like learning things from up North and carrying them back here. Because like, again, I've had to change my mindset of like, there's no one coming. And mm-hmm. like, I I've learned the severity of the job up North. Mm-hmm. Um, from going on the runs and then coming back here to have the knowledge of like, this game is really serious. Um, I need to have my shit together basically. Cause right. again, there's nobody else coming, you know, like if, if something happens in there, it's just us, you know? Um, and a lot of the firemen in this area, you know, like love them to death, hate to say it, but um, I don't really trust a lot of people around here, you know, to like even a come inside and get us. Um like I said, as densely populated as our area is, we still have people in the county that if there's a fire, they'll get on the radio and be like, bring your turnout gear and your air pack because it's a fire. You wow. know, and it's like, okay, well, you should. <laughs> right. But they're still saying this over the radio, you know, like, hey, you might want to get your turnout gear for this one. You know, so it's it's interesting dynamic where I live. Yeah. Um, no, that's wild, sure. dude. <laughs> it goes five cylinders and you come back out. And it's just still your truck and your three guys on a working. Oh, yeah. They wow. called like they called like seven or eight departments from that for that fire because no one was coming. No, like, not was because coming. it was such a big fire and we needed right. more personnel. It was no one would come, and then so they would just dispatch another department and another department and another department because we you'd get one sixty-five year old guy on a tanker. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not going to go interior. I totally get <laughs> it. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, it's, it's challenging. That's oh, for yeah. sure. And I'm, and I, so I'm assuming with you guys being staffed 24 seven, if uh, a local volunteer agency gets like a bad, a bad pinning or any bad call and there's no response, <clears throat> Winterville's dispatch. So that is again, our department. Um, we are super fortunate. Uh the one thing that does keep me going, so most people would be like, how do you operate in an area like this when, you know, like I'm so heavily involved up north and being able to come back to sounds like rural BFE. Um, our department, we are extremely fortunate to have, um, don't get me wrong, we still have our, some of our shit bags, but um, for the most part, all of the guys on our department are into the job, squared away, want to be there. We have the culture 
Um, we've got the rigs, we got the equipment. I mean, you name it, we got it. Turnout gear. Our chief is backs us a hundred percent. We're allowed to wear leather helmets. We're allowed to pick the gear we want, you know, and like, not that that stuff's, you know, make or break. I'll wear mm -hmm. a plastic. I don't care, but I'm just saying, you know, like Christian mm -hmm. of the fire service is what fireman love, you know? Um, he's, he's all about that stuff. He lets us be ate up. And, um, that is a super big, like draw to us being in Winterville. Um, cause like most of the guys, if anybody was to come meet a lot of us, they'd be like, why are y'all here? Cause the only thing we're lacking is call volume. Like other than that, we have everything else. Okay. And that, that's like a big, uh, draw to, um, being here, um, where we are. So the, all this being said, um, we have some very, very, very jam up guys that are extremely knowledgeable that have been a lot of places in the fire service. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was the only one there that was hired that wasn't a previous career fireman. Okay. Um, when we started, everyone else was career fireman somewhere else. And pretty much all of them were 10 to 20 year guys. So like a lot of guys came in the door with like good amounts of knowledge and experience right out the gate. So like a lot of jam up dudes squared away into the job and, uh, all this being said, <laughs> rabbit hole um people know it and that that we're, we're pretty decent where we are for our county um and we get called to a lot of stuff um so people may bypass one or two departments to get to us um because they know we're there we're staffed we're ready to go we have the equipment and the knowledge you know okay. um they had a, a technical rescue on the other side of the county that we would never get called to based off of send me to the next department, send me to the next department, send me to the next department. I mean, it's other side of the county. Mm -hmm. um, a guy had, was crawling down in a manhole, uh, the step broke or something, and he fell 20, 20 something feet down in the manhole all the way to the bottom. Um, got banged up pretty bad, and they called us out there. You know, um, we went out, set the system up, got him out of the hole, but you know, things like that we're getting called to because of the dynamic of our department. Um, all that. I feel like I just wrote a whole essay to answer. No, your question, no you're but, good. You're good. You're good. No, uh, I like it. I like it. That, uh, that's kind of like our department, you know? Okay. Um, so we do get called to a lot of places. We are trying to implement in this County, uh, you know, Hey, if it's a pen sending two tools, not one, you know, if it's, X, Y, and Z, you know, trying to get those things, uh, in place, we get, uh, some bite back because we are a super, this County is, uh, sandbox lines to the core. Gotcha. Um, so it's a tough battle, but, um, there's some places where they're dispatching multiple departments for multiple tools based on if it's a pin in extrication, whatever's got, you know, going on. So, um, you do see some of that a little bit, but, um, Typically, people just call for us. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it's kind of crazy, too. You still have at this this day and age, you still have areas where, yeah, you're not. Nope. I'll be damned if I call that company to come into my area. I mean, we got to. I know times are changing and some departments are starting to see like that's not the way to be. But when you hear that, sometimes that still exists. It's it's pretty crazy. And it's unfortunate for the citizen that that the emergency is occurring to. And, and I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, if. If, if anybody wants to get me on a soapbox, clear a path, stand out the way because I, 
I'll fight tooth and nail. I'll be, I'll be blue in the face to, to fight for a citizen, you know, and like uh, these people that put the department or their ego first, buckle up. I, I'm ready to go, you know, toe to toe with it because the citizens are what it's important. Um, and and ju just to, so you understand more of a dynamic of where we are, I told you earlier, the town and the rural department split. It was like a divorce. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you and me are on, on via uh, Zoom right now. Okay. I'm sitting in my living room. I could pan the camera this direction and you could see my career house. Okay. It's about 300 yards that way. And the rural is about 200 yards this way. Okay. The rural department is in the center of our district. Okay. Because where our department is, is the center of the entire district. Okay. Okay. So when they left, the rural left, they wanted to start their own firehouse. Um, they had to go find somewhere to go. Well, we're in the center of the district. Um, so they ended up building right here, basically across the street from us. So there's two firehouses directly across the street from each other. Now, this split happened in about 2013, okay. 2012. Okay, uh, maybe before that, 2010. I think the split happened 2010. Happened right before I joined. And uh, up until two years ago, the town was not on the run card to respond to the rural. Huh. Okay, we yeah. are the we are 300 yards apart, the two departments, and we are in the center of Winterville. And up for for about 11 years. The they wouldn't they wouldn't sign mutual aid contracts with each other. Screw you, screw you. We're not responding. Right. Nuts, right. nuts, man. Right. They would have they had mutual department. Uh, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox of, of bitching and complaining. I, I'm not trying to make that, but just so people understand that there's some crazy stuff in there. Um, I mean, right here on the edge of edge of the town, it would be a little smidget of the rural district, and uh, we wouldn't be on it. And there'd be departments that are coming from. 20 minutes away. That's crazy. Crazy, man. So That's I, crazy. I, I built up, you know, like I, I needed time for me to have a little bit of reparability in the area. And then finally about two years ago, I sent it, you know, and I basically went off on everybody in the area and I, I'm not going to, this isn't a pat on my back. There's other people that did it too, but um, I wasn't going to accept no for an answer for a mutual aid contract, not to be signed. Right. And uh, they got one signed. So, okay. So, so now if something we got occurs, progress. okay. Okay. Yeah. Has, has the relationship gotten better between the two departments? Like a roller coaster. <laughs> Comes away. Good days, bad days. Good days and bad days. Yep. Because at the end of the day, and like, again, like anyone who's listening to this, it might be from my area, you know, everybody hates us till they need us type thing. And, you know, like I said, where I work full time, Everybody there is into the job. We, we all, you know, we want to go to fires. We want to go to wrecks. We want to go do all this stuff. And for whatever reason, some people in the fire service don't like that. Yeah. Whether well, it's jealousy, whether it's lack of knowledge, whatever. So we are hated a lot at times, but they always end up calling us. So whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and, and that's something that's something I'm sure you, you're very used to because and I'm sure you've seen it. I, I know you got social media, so. Um, a uh, perfect example, uh, when Ketlin announced that they finally, um, ordered a ladder truck, That's the, right. comment, the comments of course were, I mean, you see anything from 
whatever the case may be to uh hopefully it's not turned upside down you know or somebody oh, will yeah. show a picture of a truck on its side or somewhere upside and it's like so you, <laughs> you guys get the hate i mean I, i'm sure you get the hate i've seen oh, yeah. the hate. i've seen the comments but i always like that whether it's cantlin or it, winterville you guys you guys never fire back because your work ethic proves to these keyboard warriors okay keep typing all the comments you want but if you want to come get some experience come right along and, and see what it's about dude a hundred percent man uh, golly you're hitting it on the head we we pride ourselves um at kentland even in winterville but uh it's like you're not gonna see guys get on get on facebook when these do when these you know freaking mutts douchebags whatever you want to call them are getting up there yeah okay it's whatever they think it's funny but like you know Come ride, bro. You know, like come take right. a ride along, and like not not like as an ego thing. Like come see if you can. Hey, not really. Come on a ride. Like come yeah. see what it's all about. Again, if you could give a shit less about the place, cool, whatever. Like have a nice life. But you know, we're not gonna fire back because the like you said, the actions speak louder than words. Guys want to run their mouths. No biggie. Come do a ride along. Listen, man, Danny, I'll put. I could go pull out of the firehouse right now, three 22-year-olds. I'd put those three dudes up against anybody in this country. I'm telling you, bro. Um, <laughs> they live it. They eat it. They breathe it. They're going on the runs. They're gaining experience. They're getting mentored like solid kids. Now, we messed up like anyone. Nobody's perfect. We messed up at Winterville. We messed up at Kentland. Um, however, same thing here. All right? You don't want us there because we beat you into our first do your first do because – we happen mm -hmm. to be a staffed career firehouse. Right. We can't control that. They get you get your feelings hurt. Yeah, they don't they don't call us for X, Y, and Z. No biggie. Give it give it two months. They're gonna go right back to calling for us. Um, they let their hissy fit go to the side and then they're calling us again. Um, but you know, like you said, let the action speak louder than your words. Something that my officer hammered hammered down hard on me. Um Cause like I, I I'm a, we're problem solvers firemen. That's what we do. Uh, and you see issues, you want to fix them. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, there's issues. I'm trying to fix them. I want to fix, I want to fix, I want to fix. Um, and my officer always was like, Hey, look, we worry about ourselves. Let's focus on our circle. You focus on what you, you know, start with you. You focus on you as a fireman, your back step, your little office area, you know, you need to be squared away. You know, when you're trying to think of all these other issues, go to fix, go back to your little circle. Once you got your little circle, go to the rig and then inside this firehouse on our shift day and our shift only. That's all you need to worry about right now. And, uh, you know, basically keep your nose to the ground. And again, like you said, actions speak louder than words. Cool. No biggie. You don't like me. Whatever. Okay. I'm going to come put your fire out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, well, here, hand me the nozzle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, uh, like, like I said, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a paid spokesperson. I'm not paid by Kentland to, to talk about it, but I, I can talk about it because I, I've seen it. I have, right. I have video recording on my phone that I will never release, but I have video recording of how they train, how they run calls. Now, I remember when I got there, I made the fatal mistake, I guess, of I was looking around a <laughs> truck and I didn't close the door of the tower. Oh, the back was, step? Yeah, I, that was a truck I was riding. And so I didn't know nothing. I didn't know I was supposed to. And then so somebody got on the speaker and they're like, 
wh whoever is looking around a truck or whatever, make sure all the doors are closed. And so I was like, okay, got it. Like doors are closed. <laughs> and so I remember sitting in the, uh, the kitchen area where the table is that has all the little patches on it. Oh yeah. And, uh, there was a little TV screen and I noticed like every couple seconds guys are looking at it. And I was just, I'm just there. I'm observing. I'm, I'm right along. Uh, you know, I'm just taking it all in, absorbing it. And so one next thing I remember, somebody looks at the screen and all hell breaks loose. Everybody just starts running and I'm freezing. I'm like, what's going on here? And I was like, get on the truck. Let's go. And like, you see it. They, they rush, they get on the truck. Boom, boom, boom. Four doors gone. closed. Gone. I mean, like, I was, I was sitting there like, oh shit, like this is real. And I forgot what we were going to, but the engine and the ladder were going um, at the same time, end up being false. But the process of it, seeing how it's no joke, like I remember too, before, before all that happened, they were like, hey, if we get a call, run, like they will leave you. They do not care if you're not on the truck. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. And I mean, that level of pride, it shows. When you walk into the station, you can see from um, uh, Patches Gear. I remember Patches Gear was is was is hanging up there. Um, uh, Mick, I want to say Mick. That's right. Yep. Mick Mick's gears hanging up there. Like the way they keep the place immaculate, clean, just on a tight ship. And then when I watched them do their training, it was training where they were practicing. I think there were some probie members up there practicing how to um, stretch the line and jump over the fence and <laughs> continue stretching. And I'm watching it like, like this is crazy because you guys have like 400, I think 450 foot lines where you can come in on the backside and stretch through the neighbor's yard to get to the home. Like you guys That's practice right. on that. So yeah, they, uh, they got the, we got the 250 stinger line and then um, you got the four <laughs> um, and we will combine them to make the 650. Okay. Um, and most people think that's nuts. Um, it's not nuts when you practice it, you know, it works. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. anything, see, people think it's nuts that people run inside house fires. It's not nuts to us because we're good. You know, we're ready for it. Right. Um, but you know, they, I'm not going to talk too much on the engine company, but <laughs> <laughs> they do got some pretty cool stuff up there. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Dude, the, the getting out the doors is nuts there. Um, like you said, it, 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 for anybody who's never experienced it, it's the fastest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I know there's other places that get out out the doors quick too, but for me coming to, from Winterville to going up to 33, I was like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. <laughs> so was crazy, I, dude. Yeah, you know, um, no. it, it's but like you said, every run is game time. Um, when those freaking tones hit, it's game time. We're, we're we are wanting to get there as quick as possible and the fastest manner possible to deliver uh, you know a product to the citizens mm -hmm. period now you do take pride in beating another company there and like getting there quicker all that that's all fun for that that we add in for us however getting out the door as quick as possible so you can deliver services to citizens is what the, is at the top of the pecking order you know and uh and i'd say that, that we do that pretty well um but yeah the the back door so uh the driver and the um the driver and the officer can keep their doors open because the rig's not going to go out without those two. Right. But the back step doors, they shut. <laughs> I did not know that. And I because found out. You don't, it, 
like on the on the engine company, the minimal staffing on, on, on an engine is three. Okay. Okay. So like if it's the middle of the night or whenever, and there's a driver and officer, and let's just say the layout man and like the the lineman was in there taking a shit and he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> See ya. Right. I mean, gone, you know. Um, so that makes it fun too, you know, like everybody's running to the rigs, getting there as quick as possible. Um, but that's that's you know why we keep the door shut. Okay. Um, so you know, they're they're not nobody's having to get out, shut a door, get back in so we can take off. It's wasting time. Right. Right. I mean, um, in time, it's to, to be honest. Look, uh, for anybody listening that thinks it's crazy, I've been on the department for four years, Danny B. Never, and this is me, uh, I'm different. I have never slept in a bed in the four years that I've been on the department. Okay. I'm up there about whatever, seven, eight days a month for four years. I've never slept in a bed. I sleep on the couch behind the rig in the bay. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I get it. You, you, I'm you telling you, you don't I'm want to miss it, you, man. I'm, if if you don't, you're gonna get you get you get left. I've almost got left sleeping in the bay before. Crazy. <laughs> that's, that, no, that's that that says something. And like oh, I said, yeah. I, I was able to experience it 100. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one question off of our list here. Um, okay. What does the term aggressive mean to you? I'd say the term means different to me now than it maybe did years past. Um, and again, like I talked earlier, I, I'm still such a beginning level steward of the craft, um, suck up what I can. Um, but I'm still more experienced now than I was five years ago, 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. I'd say my answer from a couple of years ago to now is definitely going to be different with the term of what aggressive is. Um For me, I'd say the term aggressive is um, what I like to use it as is controlled like nitrous. All right. Like okay. um, aggressive can be like I'm ready in the flip of a switch to like fucking send it if I need to. Right. We get in a pinch, we're in a bad spot, and my officer says, between us and the getting out is a brick wall, figure it the fuck out, all you got is a boot, right? Like, all right, we're about to crank it up a notch, you know? Or aggressive is we pull up in the yard, I got a child in there, and the house is cranked. I, I'm going to send it. Okay. Um, now, there's a difference being aggressive and reckless. Mm -hmm. And I think people get that very misconstrued in today's fire service. Um, being aggressive isn't always running, isn't always breaking windows, breaking in doors, going nuts. You know, like that, that isn't always what aggressive is. Um, I think to me, the true term or difference between aggressive and um, reckless is using your head. Um knowing when to send it and not send it, knowing when to gate back or throttle up. Um, look, I'm going in, you know, like if I can make a push, if I can figure out how to get inside, I'm going to go inside. Um, if I can get on the roof, cut a hole, I'm going to go do it. Going to go do it. Um, if I can get in, if I can go do a search, if I need to VES, whatever, I'm going to send it. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of times people, 
say the term aggressive or it gets used a lot of times as negatively in the fire service, right? We all see it. You know, you're aggressive. We're right. We're on the, the freaking five yard line, you know, right. like, <laughs> right. You mean, you know, like this is, there's no room for error now, you know, like, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I mean, we just, we just went out of the gates. We're, we're going into Fallujah, bro. You know, it's, it, this is go time. Right. You know, and like, uh, what is, what does it mean when, you know, people are, you're aggressive or use it in a negative term? Well, like, what do you want me to be? You know, like there is a house on fire that could kill me right. and my crew. And there's somebody trapped on the second floor. What, what other mindset are you supposed to have in that moment? You know? Um, so I have had to use the term, I guess, aggressive for me, um, to learn, uh, not reckless. It's using it as being aggressive, using your brain, but still having that throttle up to a hundred, hundred miles an hour, but controlled a hundred miles an hour, you know? Um, yeah, that that's really kind of if I could sum up the word. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it was full good. Send, full send, send, but use the brain. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, so um with your experience of 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 of, of being of being a, a, a Cantland uh member and you know working for Winterville, what aspect of the fire service do you find do you find yourself liking? Is it engine work? Is it rescue work or is it ladder work? <laughs> oh so uh we got a chief at winterville uh he's re he's retired battalion chief from city of greenville um and he is a he's a part-time uh he's our fire marshal but he holds the rank of assistant chief um love him to death super old school you know uh is what it is love to death he's, hey he's still pack up and go with us right now okay you know he's got almost fit close to 50 years in fire service um, now smooth board or he is a fog nozzle to the core. Okay. okay. Fog nozzle or die. He is, doesn't, you know, like he does believe in a, in a smooth bore for certain application. Okay. Right. But a house fire, like he has tried to switch nozzles out on rigs before. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> he'll still slip in, you know, when we go to bed and he'll like stick a fog on something, you know, like, which we've had to have talks on about it, but, um, right. It's a fog to the core. Now I always, you know, guys hate on them all the time, you know, oh, come on, you know, the smooth board's the way to go. And that's like this huge debate. He is known around the state for being such a hardcore fog nozzle guy. All right. Okay. okay. Now stick with me. This story going somewhere. So, right. Everyone's always, you know, so finally one day I was like, yeah, chief. Fog nozzles. Hey, I'm right there with you, man. You know, 30 degree. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to go. You know, and he's like, okay. that's my son. Oh, yeah, I knew I always loved you, boy. You know, so <laughs> now, you know, we go back and forth with that a lot. However, every time he walks in the firehouse, it gets brought up. First thing I always say is, I don't give a shit what's on the end of it. I just want to be on the end of it. Okay. Right. Um, I want to be on the end of that hose line, put the fire out. Um, whatever it takes me to get inside, you know, and I heard on a recent podcast, I don't remember who it was on one of yours. The guy was saying, I don't care what position I'm in. I do. I just want to be inside a house fire. Right. And I truly believe that to the core. Look, I came in, uh, 
to the firehouse. I'd stopped in to see the guys. This was probably about a month and a half ago. I had my little brother with me. All right. We walk in. My little brother wanted to see the, see the place. We were in there chilling here in Winterville. And uh, a fire drops. Right. So I was like, shit. So they were like, come on, get your shit, Gert. Get on. So I went and grabbed my stuff. Got my little brother. Took my little brother's first fire. Um, it was awesome. However, uh, I was in the back step with two newer people. And uh, we needed to lay out. And uh, I was like, fuck, all right, lay out. You know, I don't give a shit. Y'all uh-huh. can put the fire out. But uh-huh. I was just excited to be on the rig. You know, like, I, I just want to go to fires, go inside fires, go put fires out, whatever the case may be. If I need to be on overall, if I need to, what, and I don't want to be on rip. <laughs> but, you know, whatever it takes for me to go inside, I'm good with it. Whether it be uh-huh. on an engine. Um, now, that's first and foremost for me. Um if I can dive into a little bit more of what I truly enjoy, um, mm-hmm. I like to do truck work. Um, that is kind of my passion. Now, I am a firm believer in being an all-encompassed fireman. Like, if you're really good at engine company because you ride an engine and whatever XYZ, you could have a you don't have any knowledge on forcing doors. You're not really a good fireman. Like. Being a fireman is encompasses all of the things in the fire service, not just I'm a good engine man or just a good truck. You know, like you may need, need to be able to take a door off the hinges and protect your crew if you're on the line. You know, you mean you might need to be able to search off the line if you're an engine guy, you know, like so being all encompassed. Um, but I true I, I find a niche in truck work and I learned that from 33, um, you know, riding the truck up there. They take pride in the companies and uh, when you get off probation up there, you're allowed to pick which company you want to go to, either engine or the tower. Okay. Um, and I obviously chose the tower. Uh, the truck there does go to more fires than anything else. So that's also okay. another reason why I love being on it. Because um, it's a you know, special service. There's not as many of them. So it's going to get pulled to more ah, uh, okay. up there. So okay. uh, there's more engine companies. So the engine company doesn't get pulled as much. Um, but I truly enjoy truck work. Um, I enjoy it to me. I think truck work and I'm not going to haggle back and forth about what, which, which is better engine. We all know that truck guys are better. Uh, no, <laughs> but, uh, for me, it's a lot of thinking, um, on the truck. Um, I know that there's thinking that goes into engine work as well, but like on the truck, it's truly thinking of like building construction, how to get apart materials, getting on the roof, cutting through things, searching, um, you know, whether it's, you know, pulling ceiling, all these things like I, I like, and it's just like grunt work. And I, I enjoy doing that stuff. Um, I enjoy like not having a hand line and like, it's kind of a little more edgier to me sometimes, you know, okay. having to go search and do things and I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, so I, I truly enjoy doing truck work. I'm, I'm not super big into, um, TR extrication. If any of my buddies are listening, they're probably going to be laughing because, uh, look, there's a guy up at Kentland once that one time said there, you know, the guy, we do have a rescue engine up there right? and we call this squad guys. But, um, one of, one of the times, one of the guys was talking about extrication and some guys said, I don't know why y'all get so excited at those. They're just hard to get to medical calls. <laughs> and i'm telling you man that has stuck with me ever since i think that is the funniest shit i've ever heard and uh so i always haggle on the guys you know that are big extrication dudes i'm like they're just hard to get two medical calls you know right. but uh i don't i i 
the hay. But I'm not going to be ignorant and say I don't need to learn it or know how okay. to do it or knowledge. I'll go, we can go cut cars right now. I'm going to be there, soak it in, execute whatever you need me to do. Um, I'm not super big on the TR stuff. Again, I'm like very grade level knowledge of it. Mm -hmm. um, I do need to be better at it. We, cause we, we are full, have to be fully operational here in Winterville, whether it's, like I said, we cut a car the other day, we went to a fire the other day and we had to get a guy out of 25 foot out of a manhole the other day. So we're having to do it all. Um, but it's not quite my niche. I like going to fires. Same here. Same here. I mean, <laughs> I like the, going to fires and cutting holes in roofs. Yeah. No, I get so. it. the the PR, the the high angle rescue. That's that's not my wheelhouse. Um, yeah. The department I work for, we have specialized companies that that's what they do. So I I try to primarily focus on fire and EMS work because that's what I basically run is fire and EMS. So I I totally understand your sentiments on it. Um. Uh, now I'm going to kind of switch to a lighter topic because I, I, I want you, I want you to, to, to get this out there to promote it. Boneyard fools. I, I know that you, you do a lot of work with them. So for those that don't know, I, I would just want you to explain it. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of extracurricular fire stuff. Obviously 33 is like a big part of my life. Um, I have intertwined, been able, very fortunate to be intertwined in the training network in Virginia um, with a lot of the truck schools uh, and give a shout out to these guys, uh, Smithfield mm -hmm. Truck School, um, the Bedford County Truck School, and then Forest Training Days. Um, these are three classes that are in Virginia. Uh, they're all kind of intertwined with instructors and cadres and stuff. Um, some of the best hands-on training I've ever seen in my life is at these places. Um, so I am involved in some of them as well um, with uh, teaching up there. Again, I'm, I'm still learning in a steward. So I, I use teaching lightly. Um, I'm just share what I know. Uh -huh. um, and then I also am involved with uh, Boneyard Fools. Uh, the Fools is a international fireman's organization for those who don't know about it. Um, and there's chapters placed around the country. Our chapters here in Pitt County, uh, we started it up about four or five years ago. It took a little while to get it started up, um, but we are basically a group of firemen. You could be from anywhere uh, in the local area, local counties, hour, two hours away, and uh, we just get together and just be firemen together. You know, um, we. Some some chapters are more involved than others. Some chapters, it's no more than just a social club, okay. which is okay. International gives you free reign for it to be whatever you want. So it could be a social club where you meet quarterly and just meet up with the guys at the bar, hang out. No biggie. Or you could be like our chapter. We are a month-to-month -month meeting. Um, we host a fire conference every year, several fundraiser events. We do a lot for the community fallen firemen, whatever the case may be, we are a very involved chapter. Um, and yeah, so it's a, it's a nonprofit organization that is here just to catch more wins for the fire service and, and, you know, make this thing great and keep, keep everyone's morale and love for the fire service alive. Right. Uh, it's kind of like what, what we do. Okay. Um, uh, do you have any uh, upcoming events 
if, if you that you want to talk about spread getting awareness so we uh for the last two years we have two years ago we were like uh, again uh, most all the guys that are involved in the chapter and like at 15 or winterville um like we're not trying to reinvent the wheel you know like we're, mm -hmm. none of us are trying to like we need to make something for us. We, you know, we want to get on the map. We want to, you know, and like, again, I, I, that's why I'm not, you know, being involved up there with 33 and in Virginia isn't for like my, um, look at me, you know, like I, I could care right. less if you put my name or anything on this podcast. I hope it just affects somebody and catch a win for the fire service. Right. You know, um, and the same thing with the fools. We are here merely just to like catch wins in the fire service and make things better. Um, for whatever we can. So two years ago, literally me and the VP, we were sitting in the bay at the firehouse. He works at Winterville as well. And we were like, dude, let's do a fire conference. We were like, we don't have anything like this in the area. Mm -hmm. People always bitch and complain because they don't want to go to trainings and classes three hours away, four hours. Right. Let's bring it to them. And we scrambled together for like two months and put on this fire conference. Now we learned a lot. Uh, you know, we it, it went phenomenal, honestly, for like just a couple twenty. You know, I'm 28 years old. A couple 28 year olds just like, hey, let's put it on a fire conference. It went mm -hmm. very well. Um, we we had a lot of help. Um, you know, Jack Reeks, Jess Rodzinka, a lot of those guys came and spoke to like help us out because we didn't have anything really. Um, uh, Oleg Pelicotti, uh, captain for uh, Rescue Three in DC, he came down and spoke um connection through 33 so uh, that was pretty neat um but we were able to get that started up and then we had another one this past year um and that one went phenomenal we learned a lot uh but it's a, it's a one-day fire conference uh it's a speaking seminar so you come in we do raffles we have all the fun stuff but we just get guys coming and speak the good word speak the gospel um something local one day people don't have to leave their families it's, right. it's something you know for the people is really what we wanted. We didn't want to give people to have an excuse of I can't do this because it's one day, just a few hours, come get something and leave. You know, mm -hmm. um, we are kind of reprogramming everything right now in our chapter. So 2024 is going to be a year of kind of growing for us. Um, we've learned a lot from the past and we're trying to like, you know, like uh, Cody Trestrial, how they, his fire conference that they're doing, um, they kind of went away with it for a few years. Right. And now right. they're coming back this year, fucking bigger, bigger and than ever in Aurora. Right. I mean, I'm telling you, right. You, you've seen it. It's going to be a yeah. huge. Yeah. So we are going to kind of do that this year. Um, I guess this is the first leak <laughs> of, <laughs> of it all. So if anybody knows us or whatever, um, we are going to be taking this year off. We want to move the fire conference to the spring. Okay. Instead of the fall when all the other 3000 fire conferences are. Right. Um, so we're thinking about moving it to the spring, like March, and we just don't have enough time to obviously do it in the next couple months. We're not going to rush. Right. Um, so we're going to be taking this year off and then dropping the next fire conference 2025. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically this year, this year we're going to do like a, a one day, another one day seminar, but it's just going to be very local, like our chapter, something very small for us. Um, so we're going to take this year off and then drop the fire conference in 25. Okay. Um, so yeah, big things to come for sure. Okay. Awesome. 
Awesome. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to say? Anything out there to the listeners, people that that are are uh, maybe apprehensive about showing people that they actually care about the job, they want to go in, you know, all in on the job, they want to train. Um, any messages? Oh, I got a lot of messages. <laughs> we need another hour. Um, <laughs> if I have a burning desire and any, anybody who's ever known me or met me could, could attest for it, like I fucking love this job and, uh, I love it for numerous reasons. Um, but on top of loving it, um, it's also serious, you know? And like, I can't stand people who don't give a fuck about their job because mm -hmm. it, it, it's not me that they're affecting. It's not whoever. Um, it's it's some little kid that's, again, sitting on a second floor that we are it. Uh, Jeff Rodzinka says there's no 912. We're it. We're all that's coming. There's no one else. There's no backup. There's no secondary firemen. We are all that's coming for these people. And uh, I truly believe that at the core, and I try to, um, you know, show that every day when I step in foot of a firehouse. Um I, I encourage people just give a shit, you know, like you should go clean your tools and oil them up regularly because you want to, you know, right. like you should go out there and, and go wash the rig and then wax it this afternoon because you want to, you know, like you should go do three or four mask ups when you check your air pack off in the morning. Cause you want to, you know, like not because you had to be fucking told to not because somebody had to get on you. Now don't get me wrong. We all have our times in our career in our life where we're going to start slipping and that's where you have brothers left and right of you. However, it shouldn't be always that way. Right. You know, like there has to be something inside of you that says I am here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. I want them to be here. I want to give back to the people and I'm going to be good, you know? Um, and that's that, you know, be into the job, you know, be into what you're doing. We are lucky to be here. You know, there, there, I know there's not people beating down the doors in Winterville, but somebody else could fill that job. You know, like somebody else would love to come in the door and like be, be a fireman somewhere. You know, um, I, I've said this before in different places. Um, I've said it at our fire conference. If I could give anything that I think helps me, cause it's like, well, how does somebody get into that mindset or whatever? And like, I, I try to do three things every day. I go inside a firehouse, whether it's Kentland, whether it's at Winterville, it doesn't matter. Three things that I personally apply to myself is every day I step foot in the firehouse. Um, I do something for myself. Um, so I'm either, whether it's PT working out, uh, a few mask ups, whatever the case may be. And it could be something super minuscule as reading a book. Um, like on the fire service to gain some knowledge. Um, but I do something for myself um, to, to better myself as a fireman. Mm -hmm. um, I do something for the rig, uh, whether it's like clean out a compartment, I, more than just washing the rig, because that's like putting like, your socks and shoes on in the morning. Right. Like wash your freaking rig. It's work. basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But do something more like repack some lines, um, go clean the bar, whatever the case may be. Like go, go. Uh, clean the chrome, something like do something specifically for a rig. Um, and then do something for the firehouse, you know, like this is our home, take pride in it. I don't, you know, I, I get people work in some cities where it seems like they're in an office building, whatever, like go take some pride in your building somewhere. Um, if my department is super big on letting us like 
have culture in the department or in the station. So like we can paint walls, hang pictures, flags, whatever the case may be. So like, that's fun. Cause I can like do things for the station. Like I repainted our mezzanine the other day, you know, put pride into the place. Right. Um, but even if you can't, like, even if you are in an office building firehouse, like go mop some floors at two o'clock in the afternoon, just because not cause it's Monday and it's heavy cleanup day. And that's the only day of the week it's going to get done. Right pull the rigs out on a random Thursday afternoon and clean the floors, you know, like, um, and I feel like if you all the time, just do those three things, do something for yourself, do something for the rig, do something for the firehouse. Like you're going to stay engaged and want to be into the job, you know, or like that's going to keep you going at least, you know, um, even on your bad days and you don't want to be there. Like it could be a random Sunday you're hungover cause you drank too much freaking fruit punch the night before. And you know, you don't want to be there, but, uh, all right, hey, I need to do something for myself. And like, I get my ass up and do some push ups, you know, like, then I go wipe out the back step of the fire truck and then, you know, go pick up some trash outside or something. Um, okay. I don't know, but we're lucky to be here and uh, the citizens deserve the best. Um, and we need to give them that. That's that's the only thing I got to pass on. Smacks. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the words. I mean, you're right. That's That's what we're here for. We're here for the citizens. We're not here for us. We're not here to to just collect a paycheck. We're here to be ready for when that call, when those tones get dropped, especially, especially when you're in a situation like yourself where it's just you and whoever you're working with. Yep. Mutual aid might come, they might not. And to, to kind of reiterate it, that's how a lot of the American Fire Service is. There are lots of areas in the country that aren't PG where they can drop 40 guys on a box alarm where – it's whatever department shows up and maybe some mutual aid and right. mutual aid could be like 10 minutes plus out. So yep. I, I totally get it. And I, I like how you're able to see both worlds and that you're able to combine your experiences from up North and bringing it down here and teaching it to anyone that wants to, that wants to get it. So um, oh, yeah. I just appreciate you coming on and talking some shots. I appreciate you, brother. I, I mean, it, it's a huge honor to be able to dude. You've had some high caliber dudes on here <laughs> and, uh, to think my name is going to get mixed in there is kind of weird, but uh, if if something I can say can can help somebody out there, like that, that's all I care about. You know, again, I'll put it out there. I am still the beginning phases of my career and knowledge. Like I am by no means trying to rewrite the wheel, say I've been there and done it because I have, and I'll be the first person to tell that. Um, but if I can share something to somebody that may not know something, um, I'd love to be able to help share some word, man, you know, and like catch wins for the fire service. So. Absolutely. That's all. That's where it's all about, man. I just, I just want to get, try to get to talk to as many people as I can. I don't care where you came from. I don't care if you got two months to 25 <laughs> years, as long as you're bringing in something positive to the fire service, what right. you say might affect one's person view. And if you can only, if you can change one person's mindset, Man, that's all it takes to to get this wheel rolling. So, oh yeah, uh, like I said, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, pal. Oh yeah, and I I will say I, I'm not trying to drag it on, but man, you and me met a couple years ago at uh, Carolina Fire Days, you know, and you know I consider your brother of mine now, and the fire service is a huge network, mm-hmm. and like again, if there's anybody listening and you are struggling in your area, that's okay. There's, there's people out there you can go connect with, you know, like go find it. And like, I struggled with my area. So I went up to Kentland and I found 
some peace, you know, and like now I've made the full circle. Now I'm back here and I have peace here, but you know, like there is a network out there. It's called brotherhood. In case anybody doesn't understand that it's alive, it's well, it's thriving. You may need to just go find it, pick up the phone, call somebody, message me on Facebook, Alex Caldero. I'll call you. We'll talk till three in the morning. Um, you know, but that that's it. So use the network. Awesome. Awesome. All right, pal. <laughs> like I said, I appreciate you. All right, brother. All right, pal. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.